You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very last pro, uh, segment of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we'll be hearing about strategies for solving the Rubik's Cube and also about an upcoming world record Rubik's blind solving event. And joining us on the program is Dean Zambelikos, who is the co-founder of Cade Global, which is a platform that aims to bring people together through play. Welcome to the program and thank you so so much for joining us this afternoon, Dean. Hang on a second. I'm afraid we may not have the audio for this. It's always like this. We are live this afternoon, by the way, on Facebook. So feel free to join us there um, for our listeners. Uh, we are live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And sometimes I wonder how many of you actually grew up playing the Rubik's Cube and how many of you, uh, like myself, are unable uh, to solve it because it is quite uh, the art form uh, to be able to, to, to solve it. And not everybody can. Uh, let's try and see if we are able to get Dean back onto the, 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 the program. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. I can Perfect. All right. So, uh, Dean, what's your connection uh, with the Rubik's Cube then? Tell us the story. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a long-time connection now. Um, I actually signed the license for the Rubik's Cube in Southeast Asia back in 2006 before it became popular once again. Um, so very, very small company. I'd only been in Asia a few years. There was a lack of supply and uh, there wasn't a ton of demand. At least it was pent up, but not, not, not proven. And so I managed to get the license and acquire it at a pretty low cost um and so uh and so fast so you bought the rubik's cube to hong kong basically the original game that's correct so so it was it was actually for for all of southeast asia and um we had a a very good partnership with toys r us at the time and and that's that's really where we were driving the majority of our business uh and as soon as we brought it in it just flew immediately. I mean, uh, you know, the test was mainly in Hong Kong, like moth to a flame. I mean, Hong Kongers just just gravitated towards it. Um, and and then, well, it's, it's continued. So 16 years later, we're still here. Yeah. Uh, we now service more and more of uh, retail channels across uh, across the region. Uh, and and uh, Rubik's, I would say, is stronger than ever. What's the appeal with the Rubik's Cube? You know, there's something quite uh, magical about You see it. Uh, you, you, you just want to pick it up and then start shifting. I mean, yeah, what is the appeal, do you think? Yes. I mean, okay, there's humans are visual creatures, right, Pri- primarily. Um, and And so... It's not just about that, but there's certainly a very, very nice visual connection when you see this this six-colored cube, and it's scrambled, and then all of a sudden somebody somebody's able to make it look whole. Yes. Oh, what an amazing transformation! Uh, and then, of course, the sound that goes along with it—it's like you know, it's almost like an analog version of of, of haptics that happen in your smartphone. You know, the, 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 the sound it makes and, and the visuals that go along with it and even the feel in your hands, it just it just it just has that 
that that I don't know what it is, but there's something there that that that's just been enduring. And now we're coming up on a 50 year anniversary. So this is pretty much, a, a, let's just say that's a global phenomenon. Yeah. Of course, you know, it, it's not just a toy. It, it actually cultivates certain skills, um, you know, like patience. There's certain qualities that come along uh, with playing with a simple toy like the Rubik's Cube. Well, what sorts of skills do you think it sort of cultivates in, in, in people? Okay. Um, actually, there's so many different skills that it does. So to go down that list would be really exhaustive. In fact, there's We'd be here till tomorrow. <laughs> We'd be able to tomorrow. There's there's actually a whole curriculum piece that is based on that. It has, I think, 91 different courses that you can actually apply in an educational platform using schools. And it's called a You Can Do the Cube campaign that is is, is growing uh, in, in, in institutions, educational institutions around the world. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, you can teach all sorts of things from Fibonacci sequence to, to all, you know, there's a lot of real world applications that you could use with the cube as the uh, as as the vessel, um, and and so that that is that is actually uh, it's really really neat part of what the whole program is about. But you mentioned it right at the beginning, problem solving. That's probably your number one feature. Feature, um, you know, you have this seemingly impossible task that has you know it's 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 so attainable, but it's so challenging. And when you apply um, a certain set of, of solutions, step by step, you can solve the queue. And so it's, it's, it's really about applying those, those solutions and breaking that big problem down into little parts and then applying the solve along the way and then getting the end result yes. when you're finished. Um, I'd love for our listeners to join us on Facebook, if you can. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see uh, Dean and, and hear him there. He's, he's holding, actually, a Rubik's Cube. Can you give our listeners some sort of tips and strategies? Um, do you have to have a really good memory uh, when it comes to playing with the Rubik's Cube just to memorize, you know, um, the, the, the the steps for uh, putting the, 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 the tiles in, in the correct place? Tiles is correct. Uh, and a memory, yes. I mean, there are, there are different sequences and different steps that, that you can, that you apply to solving a cube. Uh, and of course, the more experienced cubers and the speed cubers, if you haven't seen the Netflix, uh, uh program, go watch it. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but essentially, it's applying those different steps, understanding where the cubes are located uh, on, on the whole, on, on the cube as a whole, and then knowing what step to take next. Yeah. So, so, so it does, it, it, there's visual spatial elements to it, um, but having a memory for where you are in the step-by-step -step process and what needs to be applied to, to, to get to the next, uh, to, to get to the next stage is, 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 well, it's critical to solving the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you're also a uh, part of this uh, world uh, record, uh, upcoming world record Rubik's Cube blind solving event. Tell us a little bit more about it and, and sort of the backstory of, of how Hong Kong ended up hosting it. Okay, this, this, is, this is a beautiful Hong Kong story. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's heart touching. It's really warming. Um, we are, we're a sponsor. And and 
we got wind of, of this group and this movement um, led by this gentleman. His, his name is Sir Paul. And, and so Sir Paul is, uh, he was a corporate coach, I believe with Bank of China. Um, he would do training, maybe NLP, things like this, that would help people kind of further their careers, problem solve, work with others. And so that was, that was his, uh, his career for, for many years. Uh, Paul, if, if you're listening, and if I'm getting anything wrong, maybe you want to call in and correct me. <laughs> but basically, basically here's, here's how, it, how it went down. Um, so Paul lost his, his vision uh, quite abruptly. And uh, he, he wasn't too old, just about 50 years old. And, and, and all of a sudden, his, his sight started to go. And this led him to a bit of a challenging position in his life, point in his life, where he found himself unable to do his, his, his normal career. And, and so he was just kind of went from full energy all the time to kind of being at home and, and, and wrestling with this, this new affliction and new reality. Well, somehow he found a Rubik's cube. Uh, we have a touch version. It's called a sensory cube where each different side has a different texture, a feeling to it, like a Braille cube. Anyways, he taught himself how to solve it. And immediately this gave him a bit of inspiration in that if he could teach himself how to solve a Rubik's Cube being blind, wow, I mean, what an amazing, what, what an amazing feat this is. He could certainly, you know, he couldn't do this when he had sight. Now all of a sudden he can teach himself how to do this blind. So inspirational really did. It gave him his confidence back. It gave him a reason to, to, to kind of get back up onto the horse and, and, and spread this message that even if you have afflictions, even if you have setbacks in your life, you can accomplish things that you wouldn't think that you were normally able to accomplish. So, so he started a group and I believe it's with some people who he'd done corporate mentorship with before. Uh, and that group has snowballed into really a, a movement of Hong Kong people. And, and so, I, I mean, I've had the opportunity uh, with my wife and children to go into various different events at different snapshots in time. Of course, this was at first back in 2019. And, you know, it was a smaller group then. Um, and, you know, we were starting to wrestle with protests and, and, and all sorts of Hong Kong calamity, you know, Hong Kong centric kind of calamities. And it was just such an inspirational thing to see a bunch of people coming together and learning something that was a new skill set. Some people were blind, some people had full sight, but they would blindfold themselves and they'd learn the method from Sir Paul. And every time we came back, more people were in this movement. And, and, and now, a couple of years later, they are on Sunday at Asia World Expo going to go for a Guinness World Record and solve and have the most amount of blindfolded people solving the Rubik's Cube in world history. Wow, that's such a beautiful story and inspirational and also just gave me the chills, you know, just having all these people, some are sighted, some are non-sighted, just coming together and, and, and playing. And it just, it sounds so empowering. Um, because it's something that we, we, we take for granted our sight, but also just to, just to be able to sit down and, and, um, it's sort of like this mindfulness activity, you know, focusing on the problem solving, moving the cube. That's amazing. How many people are expected to turn out? 
I actually, I, I don't have a final count on, on people. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> but I, I expect it's somewhere between three to 400 people. Wow. You'll have to keep us posted, Dean. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's so impressive, and and the the movement really does give you chills. It's 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 an ode to to the Hong Kong people, just resilience, um, cutting through problems, breaking things down step by step, but persevering. Yeah, and, and that's 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 really the message that I've taken out of this whole experience thus far. And to be blindfolded as well. I mean, I'm, forgive me, but I can't even really solve a Rubik's cube with my eyesight, you know. And it, you know, it, it takes so much patience to relearn this new skill of not having your sight. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's challenging enough with full eyesight, and uh, of course, take away your 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 primary of the five senses, and 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 it certainly does it, it does make it, you know. A lot more challenging, yeah. but but doable. Yeah. Doable. Um, so you, you're responsible for bringing the Rubik's Cube uh, to Southeast Asia. Can you solve it without your eyesight then, Dean? <laughs> Can you blindfold I have this? done it. <laughs> I have done it. I was in one of the one of the trial runs, and uh, we gathered at, uh, at a banquet hall, uh, I think it was last summer, and I was, I came in last. But I did do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did do it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what counts. It's, it's not the with effort. speed, though. <laughs> yes, it was, it was totally with the effort. So, remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about the event. When is it happening? And I, I suppose all our listeners will keep their eyes peeled to this wonderful Guinness World Record. Hopefully, Hong Kong will attain it. Tell us more. Okay, so uh, it's uh, Asia World Expo this Sunday. And the it's an official Guinness, Guinness attempt at the most people solving rotating tactile puzzle cubes, um, and so that's the official uh, the official uh, disclaimer on 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 Guinness. Um, I will I, I believe it's around uh, twelve o'clock, and uh, yeah, come on down. You can watch the event uh, take place, and uh, it should be something that is uh, just as inspirational as it sounds. Absolutely. And hopefully there'll also be maybe a video link. Maybe um, if, if you have something, send us something and I'd be so happy to send it, uh, to post it on our Facebook page for our listeners and we'll keep our eyes peeled. Uh, meanwhile, Dean, what a delightful chat we, we had this afternoon. Learn something new every day. I'm so pleased uh, we were able to get you on the program. And that's Dean Zambelikos, who is the co-founder of Cade Global, which is a platform that aims to bring people together through play. And it is so important. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Noreen. I will share that link with you. Thank you. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.